up, everybody? Scott Jones here, Athlete on Fire. A little bit of a coming ultra action today. We're going to talk to a couple runners I coached that just did some big stuff down in the desert, which is pretty sweet. Um, today, we're going to – I got my little notes over here. So, for the video people, see my head bouncing all over the place. Uh, oh, first snow day of the year, about four or five inches. Drove uh, past all the idiots on the side of the road, driving way too fast. It happens every time. So I live up in the mountains here in Colorado, and every time the first couple of snows come, people think that uh, – I don't know if they think it's rain or what, but it's always trucks and SUVs sitting over in the ditch. Usually people are fine. They're just gunning it too quick. I had a Jeep pull out in front of me and fishtail for about five minutes, and uh, I just laid on my horn on them bad but come on people learn how to drive we're so yeah first snow day of the year um typical colorado fashion the skies are blue already and uh snow's starting to melt off a little bit so pretty cool um sitting here on a friday and uh yeah what we got today we got i have a little story from yesterday that made me feel good um a little pay it forward situation gonna bring a couple couple athletes on here in a few minutes always gonna yell shout out yell out always gonna give a little shout out to the family um Little guy, my youngest, West. Little shout out for you, man. Uh, this is so cute. So he's nine years old. He's just starting to use the computer at, at school and figuring things out. And they're learning how to do presentations. So he's doing like a PowerPoint style presentation. And he's already cried a couple times over this in a really cute little way because he wants to finish this thing. And last night his brother was bothering him. So here's the story. He's doing, he's putting together a presentation on foxes for me and Lauren, my wife. And he's so into it. Uh, this is stuff that we used to do for for school back in the day, and uh, he's doing it for fun. So he's giving me he's it's on my computer, so I can see it. Um, he's not listening to the podcast. He has no way to listen to it, <clears throat> but he's got all these facts about foxes and all the sounds they can make. And he's finding pictures on the internet and he's putting it on there. And uh, this morning, I told him he's got basketball practice after school. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go into town. We got to get a couple things for the house, um, food and stuff. We live 25 minutes away from the closest grocery store. So it's, you got to plan for it. And, uh, and then we're like, yeah, maybe we'll do a movie, movie night. And like, right, this is right before he got on the bus. He started getting a little teary eyed because he thought he wasn't going to be able to do the, do the presentation and, and work on it and have it ready for us. And we're sitting here telling him, like, we got the whole weekend for this thing, man. It's okay. But I love it. He's, he's getting this work ethic about him. Both my kids are getting this work ethic about themselves um, where they get really focused on something when they start it. And man, I need some, I need more of that in my life anyway. So shout out to West. Really cool. Awesome. uh, Update in my other family news. Uh, My nieces, Avon Ireland, uh, they're 13 now and they got their first phone just for communication. They're going out with friends and stuff and uh, sporting events and stuff so they can keep in touch. They live rurally as well uh, out in West Virginia so they can keep in touch with their parents. But now um, we got a direct line to them. So it's just been really cool to be able to to talk to them as they grow up. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are experiencing a lot of the same stuff as well. So big shout outs to some family stuff. Story yesterday. This made me feel good. Uh, so I was going to a grocery store to grab some fizzy drinks. Um, look, I'm not sponsored by these guys. Where's my camera? Boom. Aha. This is going to be my resource at the end of the day. We're talking about resources and all these shows as well. But I, I was just checking out, um, trying to do better with with uh, uh, with some nutritional stuff and keeping some sugar out of my life. It's so bad. Uh, anyway, I had the checkout thingy, the little self-serve deal. And this guy, probably a couple years younger than me, 
uh, I would guess with this little probably three or four year old boy, they had they had some cupcakes sitting in the bag. And, I, you know, I could just overhear the conversation next to me. And he was talking to the the checkout guy. And um, basically, he brought his Apple Pay, but he didn't bring his wallet. And it was just like a last minute little trip. And they, he, he wasn't really thinking. And it was like, I think it's like eight buck, eight dollars and 30 cents. Overheard him and I offered to pay for it. And I just threw my stuff on there and paid for his. And he was very reluctant at first. I was like, hey, man, just just pay for it. I was like, I've I know I know what it's going to be like walking out of here when you got when you got the little dude with cupcakes and you explain to him why. And, uh, you know, the kids always adjust, but it just made me feel good, man. Just uh, he looked me in the eyes and shook hands and and he said he he would definitely pay it forward. And the clerk came up and told me how cool it was and, you know, felt really good about it. It was, it was a it was a cool feeling. I've been able to do that a handful of times out where I live in the last five or six months. And that's been really cool. Um, but just not to throw myself, not to give myself too much credit. Uh, not even five minutes later, there's a little road rage going on. Crazy people on the roads, man. We're going to talk to <laughs> Bailey and Katie about this here in a second. I don't know why people have to try to pass on the freaking side of the shoulder when there's ice everywhere. Um, all right. Lady in the Audi. I know who you are. We made eye contact. You act like I didn't see you. You're trying to run people off the road. Not cool. So that's like five minutes after I paid for this cute little kid's cupcake. So no, I'm not tooting my own horn here. I have to tell you guys, I'm still kind of a psychopath in other ways in my life. Um, so yeah, there's my shout out. And then really quick shout out to one of my other clients, Nick, who uh, trained really hard for his first ultra down in Florida last week. The dude is a beast. Awesome family, man. He teaches Spanish at high school up in Washington state. We have a lot in common. He played basketball uh, in college and we, we talk sports a lot and he had his family down there, but here's the shout out. Not only did he go finish a pretty tough 50 K he went to Disney world with his, I think nine and six or eight and six year old daughters and wife for the next five days. That's freaking beast mode. I got, <laughs> I got lots of people listening that run long distances and, and personally standing around the line at Disney world all day after running my first 50 K is not on the list. It's freaking badass. I'm just pumped, which is a good segue actually. Cause we got Bailey and Katie here chilling. They just ran really far last week. I was gonna say they both ran hundred, but uh hundred K actually they did both run a hundred, hundred K and hundred miles. So there you go. <laughs> Can you guys, uh, first of all, what's up ladies? How you doing? Hey there. <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> that's Katie. That's Bailey. Katie's coming out of California, uh, mm-hmm. near, um, not Sequoia, Sequoia. Yep. Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. Sequoia. And Bailey's coming from down in Denver and I'm just kind of laughing. Can you guys imagine going to freaking Disney world after doing something as long as what you did last week? Absolutely not. <laughs> not even the walk. No just the, just the <laughs> standing alone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would not be able to stand in a line. There's no way. It's the, yeah. most, it's the most uncomfortable. I mean, sitting is pretty uncomfortable. I like got 90. I mean, your two options are like slow walking or laying down for what feels, for what feels good <laughs> right. after this thing. It's, just, it's a weird dynamic, right? I feel so like I, was, I could barely get my shoes in my, or my feet in my tennis shoes anyways, like standing in that would be awful. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, you know, so I, you know, I started athlete on fire like 2014 and it's gone through all these evolutions. Like I was, I was interviewing just like high level professional athletes and endurance athletes for, for the first year and a half. I was doing three shows a week, like prolific, psychotic, 
didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't have anywhere to drive them to. I was doing online coaching at the time. I don't know. It's just something I wanted to do. And, uh, and then scheduling people that are out of the network is just such uh, the scheduling is such a pain in the ass. And then now that po- podcasting is popular, I get two or three emails a week about people wanting to come pitch and hawk products. It's so obvious. And, and that's just frustrating. Like, I don't want this. I don't want to bring this people on because this feels like a friggin' commercial. So I said, screw it. I'm just bringing friends and clients and people that I've worked with. And we're just going to chat it up. I was telling a story before you guys got on. I was at the grocery store yesterday, just picking up some of these fizzy drinks. I'm freaking addicted to these things. Little, uh-huh. Oh, they're so good. Oh, so good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and because we were going to be snowed in, I was like, ah, and it's like 25 minutes to get to the grocery store. And this guy had his little, probably four-year-old boy with him. And he's, he was getting some cupcakes at the checkout line. And he, he only brought his Apple Pay, which I've never even used. And so he didn't have his wallet with him. So he's going to have to walk out after getting cupcakes with this kid. And I was like, no, <laughs> I got you. Dude. So, I, so I paid for him and I walk out and like the clerk is all night. You know, I feel good. Like, I don't want any big attention. I'm like, yeah, just pay it, pay for it, whatever. And then uh, I get in my car and I drive like on a freaking ice sheet for the next five miles. And then it kind of got better. Probably 10, 15 cars on the side of the road. And this lady, because she her ex is next. There's a truck in front of me with his hazards on, or her it ended up being her hazard hazards on. There's there's a car in the ditch. So there's no way to get on the shoulder to pass people. And this lady comes up on the shoulder and tries to cut in front of me. It's like no no no, you're not. I don't even do the road race thing, but you're not cut in front of me right now because this car in front of us is about to back into both of us. Um, and she made eye contact with me for like a second, and I was just laughing because it's like I just did this really nice like pay it forward. <laughs> I'm about to go whoop this lady's ass in about two seconds. It was ridiculous. But you have all the truck, like this time of year, you have all the truck. So the truck that was spinning out, you have all these big old trucks. They don't have any weight on them. They don't have snow tires on and they don't know how to drive. The girl, the girl driving, was gunning it in ice. I'm like, what are you doing? And then Bailey, since you're a Jeep owner, this Jeep lady pulled out in front of me and fishtailed coming towards me for like, I don't know, 100 yards. I was on my horn yesterday more than I haven't been in like, so yeah, I do something nice, <laughs> go ruin the world. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, that sounds about right for a Wrangler though. These things are awful in the snow. They seem like they'd be really light on the, just a compact truck. You got to put a lot of weight in, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd really have to weigh down the back for them to be a decent vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So yeah, so this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing resources and doing shout outs to family and stuff like that. And just making it a little more personal than it has been in the past. And I'm doing a lot of entrepreneurial stuff right now. So I want to talk about that um, as we, as this evolves and I'm doing video more, which is cool. The only problem with that is uh, I can't upload anything where I live because (laughs) I tried to upload like a 20 minute video the other day. I woke up, I hit upload when I went to bed and I woke up and it said 1% uploaded. (laughs) I was like, uh, no. And then I went to town and it took three minutes to upload. So it wasn't like it was anyway. I, I wanted yeah. to bring you guys on just to ch- hang out a little bit. I haven't talked to you guys uh, on face to face. I talked to Bailey a little bit the other day, um, just about Havelina and the and the race and how you guys are recovering and just let no pe- let people know out there like there are crazy people out there in the world that are doing some some pretty cool stuff and you know this mm-hmm. stuff is for everybody. I kind of I believe that. I know you guys believe that as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you guys feeling? Yeah. I don't know, uh, Katie. Why don't you just let let people know what Havelina is and what the course is like, and then we'll kind of go back and forth. I just picked one of you. So, yeah. So Havelina is, um, gosh, it's out. Um, the race is out in McDowell state park. 
in Arizona. So just outside of Phoenix and outside the community of Fountain Hills. And the race is set up where you do five loops in the park. And the first loop is about 22 miles. And the four loops after that are just under 20 miles, like 19 point whatever, um, whatever gets you to a hundred. Um, and, um, gosh, it's, it's, this course is, was really beautiful. Um, it has a lot of saguaro cactuses scattered throughout, um, really pretty terrain. You got some, some cool desert mountains. Um, and there's just a lot of rollers on, on the course. And it was funny, um, Bailey and I were running together for the first lap, just we, we, me and Bailey so easily just fall in together. Um, on a lot of these races and we were joking that the elevation just seemed so minimal and we had a hard time like um, kind of deciphering whether or not like we were actually on a hill or where we were on a flat and should we be walking should we be running and um, because the, the elevation over the 20 something miles is maybe a thousand feet maybe between thousand maybe 1500 and I remember at the last lap thinking like oh my god I'm walking this huge hill <laughs> <laughs> and the elevation was very apparent at that time. And um, it was fun to kind of see one of my favorite things about that, that course is it was fun to see how it changed throughout the day and how it changed throughout the race. Um, I thought I was going to get really bored with the five loops and that it was going to be just like, whoa, like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. But um, there was some, like, there was a beautiful monotony in it and it was, it was fun to see how it changed so dramatically from the first lap to the last lap. Um, whether it be running, running it in the dark, um, feeling every bit of those, um, little, uh, little uphill pushes. Um, it was, so yeah, it was, it's just a neat course. Um, really, really beautiful out there. That's a good point. Cause like, I used to hate, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of loops, but 20, 20 miles. I mean, you're not, you're not memorizing every aspect of a 20 mile right. loop. It's too long. And then just like getting all the different parts, because the desert's so stunning in different parts of the day. You got the sunrise, the sunsets, yeah. the dark. You, it's all pretty unique. I'm sure the middle of the day wasn't the best, but um, <laughs> oh, how was it for y'all out there? Like 85, something like that. I think it's 85, yeah. Not, yeah, not, but it, cold. It, it wasn't cold, yeah. But it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. The ice, being able to pack your body with ice and with the cold, they had the, the volunteers and the aid stations were so amazing. Um, these people were just, Oh, they, gosh, the real heroes of Havelina. Um, those volunteers out there, they just, how do you keep ice cold? Like, or like ice, ice in the desert. I don't know how they did it. Um, they have trucks. but, uh, That's my guess. Right? <laughs> so, um, but just being able to like stuff your sports bra with a, as much ice as it can go, like your hat and, all these things and having those wet sponges just to like wet down some of those hot, hot spots on your body or like the back of your arms or the back of your calf or, or whatnot was, um, I think made the heat a lot more, um, tolerable. Yeah. Um, I think so in a too. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I, we're not gonna go over the whole race. Cause it's just a, a huge <laughs> thing, but so I've, been, I've, been working, yeah. you know, I've been working with you guys for a little while. Like, like you guys have both had different physical challenges throughout the thing. I mean, hernia for one of y'all it band stuff for the other and and, and a litany of other things that are not worth talking about on, on just, <laughs> just say, like you guys dealt with a lot of a lot of legit issues in your training and no train there's there's never a perfect training block i've never had an uh like there's people who do really really well and like there's no injuries involved but there's never a perfect training block life happens right um so let's go to bailey for a little, little bit you both went out there to get the 100 miles bailey you had to call it after 100k which is three loops 62 miles or so um 
just talk about what led you to the decision uh why you're okay with that decision because i think you made a great decision personally Mm -hmm. and then and then we'll bounce it back and forth and just talk about mindset off of that a little bit yeah so you know obviously i've been having a lot of it issues leading into um this race so i knew like going into it, my training volume wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. And like the time on feet wasn't exactly there, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go out, give it my best, see what happens and just like take it as it comes. So around, I guess like midway through my second lap, I started getting like, I don't know, some joint pain, which I knew was expected, but not necessarily expected at like mile 30 maybe. Um, But at this point, I was just happy that like it wasn't having any knee issues. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just keep going. Right. So I get to this end of the second loop and I'm just like, okay, like I'm still going to keep going, but I'm definitely feeling some significant pain at this point in time, but like, maybe it'll wear off. Maybe it'll plateau. And I think in my third loop, I get maybe five miles into it and my hips are just screaming at me so loudly. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, basically hobbling at this point. I don't know if we want to call this like a ultra shuffle or a fake run or a <laughs> advanced mall walk maybe um but it wasn't a run whatever it was so I knew that since I was at the point of an advanced mall walk for about a quarter mile and then like wait my what are you saying my... walk mall oh okay like mall like think old ladies in the malls that like mall walk. You know? <laughs> yeah I'm serious like, what That's the hell what is a mall walk like. I've never heard of a mall walk <laughs> like a mohawk for walking okay sorry about that special breed um but no i you know the last 15 miles i guess you know from lack of time on feet maybe my hips just weren't having it so i was like putting my hands on my knees to take off pressure on my hips and i kept having to do that and past a certain point i was like you know 100k is great um especially for like the training that i got in and i'm gonna call it while it's type two fun and not type three fun so uh by the time I got back in from loop three, you know, Rebecca, best crew ever, right? Like she was on top of it. Um, she tried so hard to talk me out of uh, calling it, but I was like, no, like even after a piece of pizza, this is, this is <laughs> getting called. So. All right. So a few, few things unpacked there. First of all, type two versus type three fun. We all, all three of us know that because we've done some stuff together, right? So <laughs> type two is when it sucks while you do it, but you look back on it fondly, right? Is that how we decided? Def- decided that and then yep, type three yeah. is when you when it sucks when you do it and you don't want to do it when you're done is that is that kind of what we're yep. okay that's what i thought yep. um, <laughs> okay so things that katie said the hills feeling huge at the end it's it's so funny because you get so in tune to your pace when you train for these events like you can ball i don't know i can when i'm when i'm really tuned in i can ballpark my pace within 10 seconds when i'm out there when i'm out there running but then hills you can you get a good idea of like how much vert you're getting per mile and uh it's just funny because like Boston, like the Boston Marathon, they had that heartbreak hill. And if you and you hear so many horror stories and then as like trail runners and mountain runners, you go look at it. And it's like a few feet, basically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can feel all those little hills. It's just crazy. And then uh, mm-hmm. one other thing off of Bailey's. And this is something we didn't really talk about this on our on our post race call. But I said 100% right decision. But the one thing that kind of stuck in my head about how you made that decision, which is something for people listening that, you know, we're trying to help other people with these calls. You, you decided with about what, 10 or 15 miles that that was your last lap. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's my advice for anybody, like staying present when you're in pain is freaking hard because you just want to be done. Right. Um, 
but you decide you're you're done with 15 miles left but you still went and did 15 miles you yeah know what I'm saying? you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that is how in the heck do you get your head right it's the same thing with like fueling up during these races how do you like it's so hard to eat because your 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 hormones are all out of whack and like your chemical makeup is out of whack but i think the i think the skill that all of us need to work on better is like get to the next spot and then decide like as hard as it is yeah. to to wait to decide you need to get there before you decide and and that's a skill that you just got to get out there and and experience that kind of pain because no matter what you're going to be in pain um you both were and that's the only that's the only takeaway that maybe we didn't talk about in that first call um but i don't know how's that hit you when, you, when you're hearing it right now yeah i mean that makes a lot more sense i think if i you know i don't know that i wouldn't have pulled in that specific case but right. i think if i could have been like you know keeping the mindset of just make it to the next aid station um and then decide it probably would have been a little bit better of the last 15 miles. Exactly. Cause even if you were going to make that, it sounds like you would have made that decision no matter what, but you could have enjoyed that suffering a little, like you gotta find ways <laughs> to enjoy suffering, right? You might've enjoyed it just a little bit more. Um, yeah. so that's that kind of interesting, but Hey, freaking shout out, um, recovery. How's it been for y'all? Like, what are you guys noticing? Like both of you guys, pretty pretty light right now i'm not, not doing too much just kind of active recovery but what are you guys both no- noticing right now i'm finally figuring out what time of day it is again after like six days oh my god serious it's been bad? such a struggle <laughs> i get it you know when i when i first got into like personally wanting to do longer stuff than a 50k my kids were really young and i was not willing to give up sleep for you know these these are goofy goals right. Like I wasn't get willing to give up sleep for the, these goals and be a good dad and stuff like that. So now that my kids are a little more self-sufficient, like I'm diving into to some bigger things, but the sleep deprivation was the biggest reason why I didn't do longer stuff early on. So I, that makes sense for sure. What about body, body stuff? Is that feeling better? Yeah, I think everything for me is like starting to definitely feel a lot better. The only thing that's really still sore would be like my feet. Um, my feet are quite sore and I got some pretty nasty blisters from this one, which is weird. Cause I never get blisters, but they're still, um, on the up and up, but like everything mm-hmm. else is starting to feel really normal. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a week now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barely. Barely. Yeah. Almost. Tomorrow, almost yeah. That's, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, joint stuff, it's all expected. You, you have so many, I work with so many athletes at 50 K too, like, people are just ready to get back at it right away. Cause you get the endorphin kick from the run and then mm-hmm. your, your engine's burning and you want to go keep, keep pushing it. But it's always a good, a good idea to just back off a little bit um, longer than you think, take a good inventory, let your body recover. You want to do this for long term, So it's always important. Uh, Katie, same question for you. Um, for body stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, recovery. Um, I, it's been interesting with recovery. Like for, for the most part, my body's doing okay. Um, I still can't feel three of my toes. Like three of my toes are just completely numb. Um, and, but, and, and my feet, my, the swelling has gone down significantly in my feet, which is great. And I've got some, some issues with my left, the back of my left knee. And, um, but for the most part, um, the body is feeling good. I was laughing um me and bailey were texting this morning i went on a two mile walk yesterday just because i just wanted to i just needed to move and i was shocked about how um how worn out i was after just a two mile walk (laughs) um and just um 
just like it was a good reminder to just like honor the work that I had done and it was just like a really even though my mind be like oh I want to go back and I want to run realizing that my body just not just just not ready ready for that yet and um and then that's a sign that the work was done like I did the hard thing and I and I did that and I think something that I was I was I was like aware that I needed to be prepared for was the emotional stuff, but I didn't realize how big the emotional, um, um, aftermath would be after such a, such a huge effort from everything from just, um, uh, from like from post-race anxiety to just feeling so overwhelmed with joy to, um, to not understanding like for like I couldn't do like I mean I'm not good at math anyways but like basic math I was like I don't think I could do that like (laughs) um my brain just not really working in the way that I was you know used to like it working and um I was telling a lot of people have asked like how are you feeling and stuff and I think that for me I just had to hold it all just really close um just really close to my heart for a few days um just to allow everything to sink in because it's so easy to, um, it, in one way, it's like on one day I was running a hundred miles and then like two days later I was back at work and back in the class. And I, it was such a strange, um, juxtaposition that, um, it was hard to get used to. It's like a, it's almost like a culture shock in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just letting, um, just being really patient with myself and letting myself just kind of go through, um, not just like giving myself the physical, my, my physical body time to just kind of recuperate, but also the emotional side of it. Um, and making sure that, um, a lot of people have asked me like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to refrain from that because I want to honor the big thing that just happened and not jump too quickly to the next thing. So, so that way I'm, I don't know, I'm honoring that he- it was a huge achievement. And so mm-hmm. want to give it, give, give it the space. Well, it's the, it's the idea of earning, you know, the training, earning the race day and all the discomfort and all of the triumph from that. And then yeah. earning all the recovery and the recovery can be physically and mentally painful for a lot of people. And it's mm-hmm. why I love, I would have never, ever thought that I would have, I, I never ran more than four miles before I was 25 years old. I hated running. Mm-hmm. I hated anything endurance. I was chasing the ball around, you know, same, you <laughs> know. It's just crazy that I crave this because like, you know, we all have some tough times in our life, whether it's business or personal. And I remember after my dad died, like, I don't know, a few days later, I'm, I'm one-on-one working with clients in person. My career can stop. And I don't have one of those things where I can just stare at the computer all day long and, and just check out. And, you know, you guys have to see people in your day-to-day stuff too. And it's just like, you did this huge adventure with all these endorphins. And then you came back to what's normal. And sometimes normal doesn't seem that meaningful after you do big stuff but i think that's important mm-hmm. to go through that so get more people to do stuff that's hard on purpose so they can deal with things that are going to be hard out of your control is freaking huge it's something i yeah. preach all the time can yeah. i read a text from you katie yep okay. <laughs> sure this is hilarious okay because here, i'm gonna set this up because here's the deal like the post-race blues are a real thing it's just it's the drop off of, oh. of endorphins right <laughs> And usually what it is, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a mini depression. You're, you're kind of mm-hmm. sad. You can't go physically exert like you want to, which is how we, you know, we kind of use our bodies for our mental health and stuff. So I'm expecting like a, a fairly normal, like, Oh, I'm just having the blues. What do you think? Blah, blah. So the day after the race, she's like, Hey Scott, I'm struggling <laughs> with some post-race anxiety. Can I ask a quick question? So I'm thinking like, I've answered this question 30 times, right? It's like, yeah, I'm free for a little bit. 
this is freaking hilarious bit bailey by the way um yesterday so <laughs> yesterday on one of the loops i fell behind i fell in behind a runner our oh. paces just lined up and i didn't feel like i had it in me to pass them so i just stayed behind them for a bit we didn't really talk and i didn't ask if it was okay if i was following them was that a major party foul i'm scared that maybe i was being super inconsiderate <laughs> that i could have negatively impacted their race i said oh and then sad face here's my coaching style dude that's not an issue it happens all the time just happens and we went back and forth after that that shit was hilarious dude you were worried about some random runner in a race with a thousand people that you might have been inconsiderate because you're running behind them that's freaking hilarious that's because katie's the most thoughtful human being on this planet yeah Dude. we I, also put that in our group chat and we were all like no like absolutely not you're totally fine like, so random I, it, threw, it threw me off a little bit but then i was backing up because she wanted to do it via text and here's here's my i'm pretty sure this is what happened her dad was driving her back to california <laughs> and she's like i can't have this conversation out loud in front of another person. it's going to sound so stupid is that what right. happened yes <laughs> i knew it i knew that's what happened i didn't call you on it but yeah i just was like i was i got so scared because i was like oh my gosh like and because all rational thought when you're so depleted that way you're so depleted emotionally you're so depleted physically and so everything turns into this like potential like huge thing and i was so scared about potentially affecting this other runner's like big achievement by just you know, following them for a little bit. And I could not like how hard I tried so hard to like breathe through it and just like see the rational thing. I just could not do it by myself. And I was like, you know what? Just reach out to the people that you trust the most. They're going to, they're going to set you straight. <laughs> it's almost, it's um, almost like driving when like you, you have somebody pull up to you in the left lane and you do that thing where you pass them, they pass you and it just starts irritating you. Cause you're like, I'm in, right. I'm in cruise control, dude. So then you just slam mm-hmm. the brakes for like three minutes. So you never have to see him again. But running is different. Like whatever you had, you had. Like, it's just hilarious. Right. I just had no. I was like, I can't pass. Like our paces just lined up so perfectly, and it was just like I'm gonna stay here. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't talk to them at all, and I just because we just fell in, and uh, I just felt so like, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't like bother them and ruin their race. <laughs> I think oh, everything's just such like a mental blur at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I know even a couple of days after the race. I was like thinking back on everything and I was like, like, I'm like asking people, I'm like, did I say thank you for this when I came in like on my lap too, like from my crew? Yes. And I'm just like, they're like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I think you did. But like, that's what you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want to be one of those people that's like rude to crew, you know? Right. <laughs> like I said, thank you. Right. <laughs> that's, why you guys, that's why you guys are so awesome and get along so well. I mean, how, how good of friends would you guys say you are right now? Oh my gosh, Bailey's my best. Yeah, Bailey's my best friend. (laughs) Absolutely. I figured. figured Seriously, like even um, yeah, I love it. When we were in at Javelina, like everyone was like, "You two have such like a special bond," and I'm like, "The hell yeah, we do." Yep. So and oh, so I I had two uh, two other kind of things about this, and if you guys are cool, like I'd I'd love to have you guys just come on every once in a while because we have so many stories just from adventures and training and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. just off the top of the head, like Katie's bear run at night where she was getting charged by bears all night. I want to tell that story, but it's a long story. Um, And then I want to dive in on 
this this one part of your friendship that I think is freaking amazing that <laughs> Bailey is a vegan and <laughs> Katie is a hunter as am I. <laughs> I I have so much fun with the idea of this and you guys are like so tight um mm-hmm. so I want to do a whole I told you guys this before I want to do a whole I don't want to put you on the spot I want you guys to come with like I want you to come with receipt <laughs> why you do this why you do mm-hmm. that and then we'll have like a fun conversation of course it'll be respectful because we all just we're all cool like that but uh I want that to be a whole episode so we'll do that eventually absolutely um, but the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just framing it is freaking hilarious um <laughs> and then something that is very inaccurate bailey messed up and posted the other day um thanking me for the coaching that and that i was a good human um you've you're hilarious that's great great compliment really appreciate it still know me well enough apparently um but yeah just huge congrats you guys you guys trained your butts off you guys did great um such a such a cool thing i guess the only question off of the stuff we're talking about today is like where's your not not necessarily in the short term but do you guys want to test yourselves even more you think eventually without knowing specifics or are you, are you kind of stepping back a little bit from big stuff? I'm just kind of curious. For me, it's like an absolutely. Um, I love doing this stuff. I think, you know, I didn't get the hundred miles this time, but I did get the hundred K and that was the longest that I've ever been. And like, every time you reach a new level of just pushing yourself, the reward that you get from it is just amazing. It's so much self-confidence. It's so much joy, excitement. And I mean, even the recovery as we're all like hobbling around the Airbnb, it's like, I earned this monster walk. Like this is (laughs) like, this didn't just come out of nowhere. Like I did something really cool to get to be able to do this. Like, it's amazing Mm -hmm. that you know, we've trained for quite a while now and like we get to do these things now. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what, what else is possible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like I, I couldn't agree more that um, I don't, I can't, I'm to that point now where I can't imagine a life without continuing to push myself and do these big efforts and do these big, these big miles. And even I was just thinking this morning on the way in to work, I was like, you know what, I wonder if I can do a sub 24 hours. Like I think I could probably do that. I could probably knock off a couple hours of off that, off my uh, 26 or whatever my, my time was. And I'm just thinking about that next thing. And I think one of the biggest things for me for this race was just knowing that I could do the hard thing. Um, knowing that, that life is going to throw hard things at me, not just endurance, not just a hundred miles and not just, you know, physical stuff, but like that knowing that I can just um, keep moving despite how painful something was and I remember being out on course and getting moments of doubt and I would just say the words no out loud whenever like that doubt would come in I would just stop the thought and um and it's it's an addictive feeling in a way to just to like to to continue to push yourself and see what your body and your and ultimately what your mind is capable of um in in those extreme circumstances. And I don't think you need to run a hundred miles to know that about yourself, um, but, or to test yourself in that way. But man, part of me thinks I'm like, gosh, what else, what else is possible? Like, what else could I do? Like, I can do this, like what else? And um, just being, gosh, stupid thankful for um, that I have a body that can do that and that can keep pushing and, um, 
And my plan is just to push it to its absolute limit because I only get one life. I got one body. So I'm going to, I'm going to see what it can do. <laughs> I love it. Y'all you, you guys, we all have, you know, we're all, everybody's attracted to similar mindsets in this world. And uh, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully I did something right to get people, keep, get people around me. Like you guys, it's been awesome coaching. And we'll keep, we'll keep pushing a little bit. Uh, all right. So I have a couple other things. You guys got a few minutes. Yeah. All right, cool. So on all these, I'm, I'm doing a, a resource and they're completely random and then doing a workout, like just giving people more ideas for their, for their own fitness. And it's not necessarily endurance athletes. It's for everybody. So, um, the last resource was Substack. If you guys haven't checked out Substack, it's a cool website and you get to see it's long form content, generally speaking. And, um, a lot of good writers on there. It's just a different, it's a, it's like a blog platform. It's just a little cleaner, um, than, than they used to be. So check that out. But the one today is actually this little, this little thing right here, this little caffeine fizzy drink. I have a huge caffeine problem, y'all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm trying, I've weighed myself off for months at a time before, and it's not very comfortable. Like you get that headache for a couple of days. It's really, yeah. Sick. Yeah. And honestly, like I feel, you know, after about a week, you do your energy, your, your homeostatic um, piece of my uh, headspace is higher than it is with ca like caffeine. You get the ups and the downs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, my, and there's science to, to, to agree with this as well but your average your average energy just seems to be better and focus and, and stuff but caffeine's a great tool and it's effective and uh yeah. especially when you're sitting down to write and do, do things you need focus for the amount of focus that i have i'm a little scatterbrained if you haven't noticed um, <laughs> so i'm weaning myself off these little fizzy drinks no sugar in them sugar addict mm -hmm. as well and only like 30 <laughs> milligrams of, of like tea caffeine so this is mango and black tea but if you're trying to wane and just like get away from the heavy caffeine in the middle of the day that makes you freaking jittery and psychotic. Um, something with a little bit less in there, uh, depending on your sensitivity. Like I could drink a pot of coffee and go to bed, no problem. But a lot of people can't do that. So this is my little, this is my little resource. It doesn't have to be any kind of brand. There's a bunch of them out there now, but it's helped me a lot. As you can tell, very low energy today. And then we have, uh, <laughs> and then, what was it like before everybody's wondering, right? Um, and then the workout, this is a great, so I actually did this with a client yesterday. Um, with my in-person clients, the ones that are a little more fit, I'll, I'll hop in with a set probably once every five or six sessions just to see where they're at and making, sh making sure that what I think I'm giving them is as hard or as easy or whatever is it should be. Um, and usually I just run them into the ground, which is really fun. But this one, <laughs> this is a treadmill. This is a treadmill set. You can do it outside too, but it's easier on a treadmill. Lots of people going into the winter right now, um, access to gyms. So it's a one-to-one -one interval and one person's on the treadmill, one person's recovering. And basically the way, I, the way I do it is like with about two seconds left, whoever's on the treadmill hops on the other one gets on right away. And uh, you can do any format that you want, but I'll give you guys the one that we did yesterday. We did, we did a warm up at four miles per hour and five miles per hour. So you do a four, a five, two sixes, two sevens, two eights, a nine and a 10. And based on your fitness level, like I'm, I'm more, I'm way better running shape than my client is. So like the last couple weren't bad for me. I gave him a little bit extra in between some of those, but um, the point is after about four of those, the last six uh, efforts should be pretty freaking high effort. Like you need every second of that minute and probably more to, before you get back on the, on the, on the treadmill for stuff that you guys are training for. It would be like, let's, let's hike that freaking incline up a little bit and go at six, six miles per hour at, 9%, 10%, 11%. Like you can hike up the percent instead of the speed. 
speed play mess around with it um have fun with it just make sure that the intensity increases every single time it's a great set and it's fun because you're with somebody else um and you can push each other a little bit talk a little shit you know what i'm saying so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really good set for you guys uh and yeah good show today good stuff from bailey and katie thank you guys for coming on really appreciate it thank you thanks for having us yeah yeah everybody else listening athleteonfire.com and eh, not as important as just going to the podcast page and Give us a little love over there. Uh, I was telling Kel, who I had on the other day, I, haven't, I don't think I've asked for a review in like five years for this project. So just trying to get the listenership back up and and uh, just share some positive stories with some positive people. It's been pretty cool. Thanks a lot, y'all. Thank you, Scott.